Welcome back to our podcast, Chronically Iconic Mistakes. I'm your host, Jacqueline. And your co-host, Raya. Today we're going over the case of Lauren Spear. Um, I'm essentially going to do a timeline of her. She was a college student in Indiana who went missing in 2011. And um, she's presumed dead now. However, her case is still active. As always, we will have links, so if you know any solid information, please do reach out. And only with real tips, like we say every episode. Yes. So, on June 2nd, 2011, Spear was drinking with her friends at her apartment. Her boyfriend stated he wasn't with her, but that they were texting off and on before he went to bed. Eyewitnesses stated that she was intoxicated in addition to using drugs. Police used eyewitness accounts and surveillance footage to create their timeline for her. On that night, she left her apartment after drinking with friends and headed to a party around 12.30 a.m., which would have been June 3rd. She went with a friend named David Roan. They met up with a guy named Jay Rosenbaum, which was at his apartment, Corey Rossman, and Michael Beth. So, Spears spent the next couple hours going to a bunch of different parties with a combination of these four guys that I talked about. So, at 1.46 in the morning, she was seen entering Kilroy's Sports Bar. At 2.27 in the morning, she exits the bar with Rossman. She didn't have her cell phone or her shoes. Reports say that she did leave them at the bar. You have to be very intoxicated to leave your shoes. Like, I will admit it has happened to me one time with one shoe. She was on drugs and drinking, so, I mean, she yeah, was... Yeah, that's true. She was very intoxicated. So um, she's already very vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And Rossman begins walking Spirit to her apartment. And this is where things okay. get very, very strange. So, at around 2.30 in the morning, they enter the front of the apartments, and a random guy mm-hmm. named Zach Oaks notices she is drunk and asks if she's okay. That's literally mm-hmm. all it mentions. Like, he's just like, hey, you okay? And they're like, oh, yeah, we're fine. Um, okay. So, they get to the floor of her apartment, and four male students are in the hallway. Apparently, Rossman starts talking shit to one of the kids, and he gets punched in the face. He says he can't remember anything that happens the rest of the night after this encounter. Okay. So, at 2.48 in the morning, Spearer leaves her apartment again and enters an alley. Mm -hmm. At 2.51, a security camera captures her exiting the alley and entering an empty parking lot. Her keys and purse were found here later. She starts stumbling, and then Rossman tosses her over his shoulder. What the fuck? I don't know where the fuck he comes in from, <laughs> since the timeline just, like, randomly has him appear. Um, yeah, wait. But, I mean, yeah, there he is tossing her over his shoulder. I also saw a report that the bar manager saw someone toss a woman over his shoulder later as well. Um, he couldn't identify the man, so it was most likely Rossman, since it kind of makes sense. Yeah, right. Like, repeated behavior. Right. And they both arrive back at Rossman's apartment. Michael Beth is here at this time, and he puts Rossman to bed and tried to convince Spear to stay, but she did insist she go back home. So at 3.30 in the morning, Beth called Rosenbaum, which is um, one of the other guys that they were with, Mm -hmm. and asked him for help with Spear. Beth said Spear wanted to drink some more, 
and she left and went to Rosenbaum's apartment. Rosenbaum told police she had a bruise under her eye, but she said she had fallen, but also she told Rosenbaum that she couldn't remember how she got the bruise. Okay, those are two very different answers. Yeah, it's it's interesting that it says something different. Yeah. Um, Rosenbaum had two outgoing phone calls on his phone while Spear was in his apartment. Apparently, Spear did try getting hold of a couple people as she had lost her phone, um, but neither mm. had picked up and no messages were um, left either. Okay, yikes. So, 4.30 in the morning, Spear leaves Rosenbaum's apartment, and this is the last sighting of her. Rosenbaum doesn't go with her. He just lets her leave. Mm-hmm. At 4.35, a homeless man heard a woman scream. Well, that's not good. Yeah. So, she intended to walk home, but vanished. Hours later, her boyfriend sent a text to Spear, and an employee at the bar replies, and that's when she is reported missing. Um, I find it very interesting that there's all these cameras watching her do all of this thing, and then when she goes missing, there's no cameras. On June 8th, 2011, police receive a very specific tip about searching Lake Monroe, but the dive turns up nothing. Wait, they received a tip? Like, what? Yeah, they received a tip on their tip line stating something, you know, something could be in the lake, but they do receive nothing. Yeah, and honestly, at this point, I feel like people are just starting to, you know, do the thing they do and just throw out random shit. That's so sketchy. But, I mean, it is very helpful. I found out researching this because if they keep receiving tips... And I'm not saying just start randomly saying tips or whatever, but if they keep receiving tips, then they can still say the case is active, whether um, instead of like a cold case. And that is kind of where she's at is active case, not cold case. Right. That's good at least. But yeah, I can see, I can almost see investigators slacking a little bit if they get fake tips too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously it doesn't help anybody, but I can kind of see... Um, right. At least it's an open case. Mm-hmm. So, in August 2011, police conducted a search of a nearby landfill, hoping to find some clues, but nothing came of it. And, mind you, again, it's two months after she went missing, yeah. so, I mean... It's a pretty big gap yeah. to start losing stuff. Yeah, definitely. And in April 2015, the Bloomington police announced they were investigating a link between Spear and a murdered college student, Hannah Wilson... Who went missing after visiting the same bar spirited however again nothing came out of this as private investigators were hired and they said that this was just kind of like a coincidence but a lot of people do stick by this one like i'm curious to hear if the other case like if she left her phone and shoes or anything at the bar see what i gathered from that like that was literally the only coincidence um, that there was as she visited the bar. Oh, okay. yeah. it was just the bar. Um, and it's interesting okay. because another college student in the same town was actually murdered in 2000, so 11 years before. So this is, mm-hmm. from what I've gathered, the third one in, you know, 30 Jeez. years or so. Well, and I know, like, colleges try to shove shit under the rug so they don't get a bad name, so I almost wonder if... There's more. Yeah. Yeah. Another lead came in 2016 when the FBI investigated the property of Justin Wagers, who were following up on the tips regarding her disappearance. Wagers was suspected of exposing himself to numerous women in the past. 
However, the police Ugh. again found nothing at his property. I hate people that are like, oh, it's so gross. Yeah, it is very gross. And there's too many of them. Like, just stop. Yeah. Stop showing your junk, people. Just nobody cares. Nobody wants to see it, bro. Also, it's not, it's not even special. It's not even cute. <laughs> right, right. It's not that well, cute. Okay. <laughs> we promise. Um, so I did want to touch back again on the cold case aspect. Um, so this is kind of quoted from Fox 59. This is the chief talking. Many times we are asked if Lauren's case is a cold case, and our answer is it's an unequivocal no. A cold case is a case where no information or leads have come in, and the case file sits dormant. That has never been the case regarding Lauren, and there has always been something to follow up on. Yeah. Conspiracy theorist and TikToker Ty Crazy Guy claimed he had found her. You know, those theories going around about, like, the online casinos, like, how they're basically holding girls captive, etc. Well, he claims he's seen her in one of these games being held hostage, essentially. Okay. And I want to say this before I continue. Like, it's great to want to help. It's great to send shit to proper authorities, FBI. But what's not great is making a whole video Claiming you've seen a missing person, getting the family's hope up, and it's essentially really just for views. Like, yeah, the family is the one who sent the video to the authorities. Like, he didn't even, like, bring this to the authorities. So he's, honestly, and he literally says in the video he's not claiming it's Spear, but then puts a side-by-side of the woman in the casino, in the casino and Spear together, like. Yeah, he, he knew it was false if he's not going to report it. What if he's a trash? And he's claiming it's Spear by putting the side-by-side photos, so he honestly was just doing it to do it. Yeah, that's really crappy. So there is a private investigator working on the case uh, to this day, and I do have some theories he's talked about that I'd like to share. Um, So this is quoted from the New York Times um, by Mike, and I'm sorry about the last name, Sarah Volo. She was out that night with some strange boys, boys that she had just met a week prior, drinking, etc. She wasn't with her boyfriend. Her boyfriend from time to time exhibited jealousy. He's still to this day not properly alibied. Hmm. She had some health issues. Perhaps she died of natural causes from drinking and the boys up on the 11th street might have disposed of her body. And scenario number three. If we believe Jay Rosenbaum, she left his apartment at 415. She may have been abducted by an opportunist on the street. A little petite girl, helpless, barefoot, 95 pounds, a little tipsy. She could have been snapped up off the street. One of those three scenarios is really the only possibility. If it's one, two, or three, somebody knows something about what happened. Um, and she did have a rare heart condition. Um, so that's something to add there as well. Yeah, I, I definitely know... With my brother's heart condition, he couldn't be drinking, like, especially before surgery. So if it's not treated, yeah. he could easily pass away. And it's it's very late. I mean, he, she was doing drugs and alcohol at the time, so it's a possibility. Um, so there's just a couple theories, uh, more theories, um, that her parents pointed out. So her parents do suspect she may have been drugged based on her level of intoxication and they think that it might have happened at the bar. Yeah, honestly, like that's what it seems like to me. Like I know she was doing drugs and stuff, but if I don't know. 
Well, she goes in there with her shoes and everything and then just takes them yeah. off. Yeah, like, it just seems super sus. Like, it, mm-hmm. something had to have happened. Like, I know I would never leave my phone, no matter how intoxicated I was. So, yeah, it would be pretty bad this day and age to be leaving phones places. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your safety line. Definitely. Um, and they are also suspicious of the men she was with and her boyfriend as they refused lie detector tests and got lawyers soon after the disappearance. However, it is stated later that they did take lie detector tests from the FBI, though, um, so I'm not sure what's going on there. They refused the lie detector test from the police, saying they don't trust the police, but did take FBI lie detector tests. It's hard because I would never, ever, ever take a test. Mm-hmm. I would never do it. I would never take a stress test. You want to know why? Because I have a heart rate of 100 sitting down. Yeah. Like, it would just automatically think I was lying. Because my heart rate is so fast. So, don't they test you before to see, like, your normal heart rate by asking you random? Okay. But mine is so random that I just wouldn't feel safe. But also, you really, they're not reliable. They can't use them in court. So, I would honestly deny doing it, Mm -hmm. whether I was innocent or not. Yeah. But getting a lawyer right away is kind of sus. So, I don't know. Her, Her parents do suspect that she is dead. They just... They just really honestly want her body. They want to be able to bury her and put her to rest. Yeah, that, that's a whole thing. Like, just being able to find it and move on is a mm-hmm. big deal. Like, it's very healing and a process that everybody deserves. So, just tell them where it's at, man. Just give an anonymous mm-hmm. tip. I do find it a little suspicious, though, that the homeless man, um, I read a report that he did die, like, three days later after reporting that he heard a woman scream. Oh, wow. That is kind of sus. Yeah, that's some, like, movie shit. Mm Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with this case. It is still an active case. I hope something comes of it, um, but that's all we have for you guys today. Yeah, this was a good one. I hadn't heard of it, so. Indiana seems a little crazy. Yeah. I'm just gonna put that up there. That's actually where crime junkies are, like, where they live, and they're always doing Indiana stuff, because it is just a train wreck, dude. There's, like, nothing in Indiana, and I'm glad, because I wouldn't want to be there. Yeah, me either. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. All right, guys, stay safe. Bye. Bye.